You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Dr. Brian Cole and Steve Cashel on 670 The Score. That proceeds from our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the Live Active Now. This is Sports Medicine Weekly, Chicago's premier sports medicine program, coming your way each and every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9, only on 670 The Score. Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. We know Dr. Cole from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, co-team physician with the Chicago White Sox, head team physician with the Chicago Bulls. And, uh, boy, a lot to talk about, Dr. Cole, with our next guest Chip Schaefer. He is the director of Bulls Sports Performance and 26 seasons now in the NBA. What do you think, first of all, when you first met Chip? How many years ago was that? Well, I, it is it's a crazy number. So, well, I remember when I was a kid. Well, I couldn't have been a kid. So, I don't want to. We're about exactly the same age. So, I just remember <laughs> we're about as being. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I um, remember. Being in college, I guess it must have been when I was in college. We'll, have to, we'll we'll get the dates from him, but you know, hearing about him because we actually went to the same high school together, uh, so maybe we're a year apart. But um, goes back a long way, and I'll you know, getting to know Chip over the last couple of years, and just only knowing about him before, but then getting to know him sort of interpersonally and professionally. I don't think there's anyone I've met who has, you know, you know how there's guys who are just like these sports fanatics who remember everything. Right. You know, they know all the statistics. They know performance. They, they're just like this, this sink of information. Um, he's like, he's got his basketball IQ is as high or higher than anyone I've ever spoken to. Um, just has an incredible memory. You'll see when we interview him now, you're going to be amazed uh, at how much this guy knows and what he can recall. Well, he's so got. I, 11... I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not embarrassing him as he's just come on the line. But it's true. That's all right. He's got 11 championship rings, right, Chip? Are there 11? Six with the Bulls, five with the Lakers. It, it is 11. I've been blessed to work with some really talented people, and that's that's a result of that. And I don't know if I can live up to the introduction that uh, that Brian just gave me. So I'll, I'll do my best. Ask him. Just okay. ask him some random. Very ask generous. him some random question about basketball, about the Bulls history. <laughs> <laughs> well, he won the six rings with Phil Jackson as his head trainer, and then five with uh, Phil Jackson in L.A. with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. But take me back, Chip, if you will. Again, Chip Schaefer, our guest, director of sports performance for the Chicago Bulls. Take me back uh, 26 years when you first started in the NBA. What did the training room look like? Yeah, it's actually I've, I've, I've had a couple of, of stints where I've, where I've left the league for a year or two. So actually, uh, I guess I guess my career in the NBA really began. I guess it would be 32 years ago with uh, with the Lakers in 1986 doing the strength and conditioning. That was at a time where teams didn't even have a dedicated full time strength and conditioning coach. My, my throughout my career, I've sort of worn both hats between the you know the the more of the healthcare side with the athletic training and then the performance side with strength and conditioning and. And then, um, so I did that for one season, and then uh, in 1990, I, I came uh, back to Chicago uh, and took the head trainer job with the Bulls and was uh, there from 1998, and I was actually out for a year, and then uh, I happened to be in Southern California, and, and Phil took the Laker job, and and uh, I accepted a position to go back, and I uh, was with the Lakers for, for 12 years, and then again, I left uh, the league for about a year. Uh, I was in uh, UC Santa Barbara, and then I took a, a position uh, back as a director of sports performance with the Sacramento Kings for three years. And then, and then two years ago, um, 
the Bulls uh, kind of came a calling and, and uh, things came full circle and, and came back to the Bulls two years ago. So that's sort of uh, whatever 26, 27 years of the last 30-something um, I've had the opportunity and the, and the real privilege to, to work in the NBA. So uh, we're, we're speaking with uh, Chip Schaefer, who's now the uh, director of Bulls Sports Performance. Chip, just quickly, 20 years ago, 98, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, which, 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 which? Last championship season. That was the last right. season, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think, I, yeah, I was living in New York watching the games with a bunch of people from hmm. Chicago when I was in training. I was doing radio with Neil Funk and John Paxson, <laughs> traveling with Chip and the Bulls. Yeah, well, that yeah, was absolutely. fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was. Different day. So then you get to fast forward 20 years later. What did it look? Just what did it look like 20 years ago compared to what it looks like now? We got a lot of people and a lot, well, a lot of voices and a lot of talent. What, yeah, did, that, what did you have access is, to? What did you have access to? Yeah. Access to then. I think that that's one of the biggest things is, is staffs have grown exponentially. I think uh, Bill Smith, our photographer, has to has to uh, pull back uh, a little further to get the, the entire team picture in, in, into one frame. Where you know when I when I began, for example, in 1990, uh, my responsibilities included uh, you know I handled the equipment, I handled the travel, you know, and, and uh, a number of things. And now we have, probably have six or seven people that are, you know, that are now filling a lot of those jobs. And that's not to say that um, everybody doesn't have a lot to do. I think a lot of, even on the, on the healthcare side, for example, a lot of, um, you know, just the way things are more hands-on now, so that just requires more, more people. And obviously even with, uh, with record keeping and things like that, it's a lot more labor intensive. So we have, you know, again, six or seven people. We have, a, you know, we have a, a couple of athletic trainers. Uh, obviously, Jeff Tanaka, head athletic trainer, and his assistant Arnold. They do a phenomenal job. We have, we have two strength coaches, Matt Johnson and Jeff Pohl, who do an excellent job. We have a physical therapist, uh, Michael Ward, does a fantastic job. So, uh, you know, two equipment managers. I mean, um, you know, so the, the, the jobs uh, have grown exponentially. So that's probably the biggest, the biggest thing. And then I think that there's. Um, you know, particularly in the last couple of years, there's there's been a lot of a uh, push towards uh, technology and and I don't want to say adopting, but certainly looking at a lot of uh, of, of healthcare models and other sports. You know, the, the, the you know it's a, it's a I guess steal a phrase from Thomas Friedman. The world is, including the sports world, is really flattened out, and so we've become you know able to to sort of uh, be exposed to, to best practices from other sports, you know, whether it's the premiership uh, soccer in, in England or, or some of the, the sports leagues in Australia that have been really progressive in the way that they, um, you know, the way that they, that they practice sports medicine. And so a lot of these things, you know, there's, there's more sharing of information, obviously a lot more research uh, getting published. And so we have the benefit of, of a lot of other people's expertise and uh, there's a lot of integration between the sports and stuff now. So that's probably the, Two big things: the growth of staffs and the, and the, and the uh, integration of technology into the field. And Chip, what about the uh, cameras now? Are they in every NBA arena up in the rafters? Yeah, there, there, there's uh, every NBA team has a, a sports view camera system. The way the way that that works, that that again allows for. Uh, sort of player tracking or, or, or workload tracking, which has become kind of a, a bit of a buzz term in, in, in the sports science and sports medicine field. And what they basically do, every every player is sort of represented as a dot. Uh, and obviously, you know, the dimensions of the court. So it doesn't take much to be able to, to track distance traveled and, and, and speeds traveled and, and things like that. So uh, through that, you know, they develop algorithms and they, they produce these, these um, you know, workload numbers. And it's, it's not only the distance traveled, but it also factors in the, the size of the athlete, and then they, they actually break it down 
into uh, into zones of, of speed. So I think what they'll do is they'll they'll at some point find the, the you know the player's maximum speed, and then they have uh, you know zero to twenty five percent of that speed, which they call walking, and then there's twenty six percent to fifty, which is jogging, and then fifty one to seventy five percent of that speed running, and then uh, 75% and above is, is max effort sprinting. And so the, the more time you spend in the higher zones, the more that's heavily weighted. And so those workload numbers um, tend to climb. But that, that gives us a lot of information over how hard you know players are working, and it allows us to kind of quantify their effort. And through that, we can kind of track their their workloads and their you know and their weekly workloads, and and, and you know kind of develop a, a practice plan and strategy, so that we don't uh, induce any overtraining or overreaching in their training, which you know has been associated um, you know oftentimes with increases in soft tissue injuries. So that's that's kind of the the, the benefit of that system now. Chip, uh, again, uh, Chip Schaefer, director of Bulls Sports Performance. Just you know, tell me, you know, without giving any trade secrets, if you will, you know, what's generally accepted now across the NBA uh, as um, maybe an algorithm or just how you use the information, this perceived exertion that you're collecting. What's the general take home that most teams will follow as it relates to the players, sort of? subjective slash objective assessment of their fatigue and so forth. How do you use it? Yeah. And is it, and is it other, does every team do it differently or do you feel like, you know, there's some commonalities is becoming more of a commodity to use that information? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And one of the, one of the challenges is because, so, so we have that sports view camera system that we are able to track game workloads. But one of the challenges is that we practice too. And we practice at home. We practice on the road, you know, we're on the road. We may we practice at a, at a random, you know, whatever college or high school or health club gyms available at that time. So we don't have the ability to have that same uh, tracking system. And so now rather than being able to do an apples-to-apples apples comparison, because we want to track their workloads and practice too, uh, teams have been searching for different ways to monitor that. And there's there's a number of ways. And one of the one of the things that's been, you know, some of the companies that have have, uh, have been big overseas um, use either GPS tracking, which is only available to use outdoor sports. That's out out of the question. But then what's what's called accelerometry, which is basically, uh, you know, a, a wearable technology that the players, a small little device about the size of what uh, what cell phones used to be, not what they are now, but what they used to be. That's worn in a, in a tight a tight shirt. And that tracks movement, and again, there's an algorithm built into that that, that um, measures sort of inertial movement forward and backwards to the sides and up and down. And again, that produces a number for a workload, and but that number isn't the same metric or measurement as the camera system in the game. So now we're kind of trying to track their overall workloads by, but we're comparing you know apples to oranges, so to speak. Or you know, in our case, uh, we, we've our, our system that we decided to use last year was more based on heart rate monitoring uh, to measure workloads, which, again, that's it's a terrific way to do it, but it's not – so we're measuring practices differently than measuring games. So the challenge is you said, how do you get apples to apples? And one of the ways to do that is, is through uh, a very simple measurement. It's called rate of perceived exertion, or RPE, which is simply – uh, calculated by you know by asking the athlete or the, or the player uh, you know on a scale of one to ten if, if ten's you know the hardest practice you ever had in your life and zero is is nothing how would you rate today's practice and they'll you know if they're they're willing and compliant to do it they'll they'll give you a number and now that number is simply multiplied by the number of minutes of of the workout so if a, if a guy uh, said that the practice was uh, a, se- a seven and you practice for an hour and forty minutes which is a hundred minutes that the workload for that day would be would be seven hundred. 
And uh, so you, you just can monitor that and you do the same thing for, for a game. Now, one of the challenges with a game is that practice involves a lot of standing around and, you know, while players are talking, the coaches are talking, explaining things where, where a game you would, you would probably be using, you know, the real clock, which is nothing but uh, continuous, you know, movement. So there's a little bit of a, of an issue with that too. So it's, it's a bit of a challenge, but you know, you, you, you do the best you can. And that's just, you don't look at any one variable in isolation. We look at that and as well as a number, number of other things too. And that just becomes one of the of the um, the things that we track, and what I you know like to refer to as a, sort of our integrative you know uh, sports medicine um, you know kind of tracking system that we use to track uh, player health and monitor their activity. Visiting with Chip Schaefer. Chip is the director of sports performance with the Chicago Bulls. This is Sports Medicine Weekly here on six seventy. The score: Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole. Chip, uh, we were talking um, earlier in, on our show here, Sports Medicine Weekly, about sleep. And what have you guys figured out in the NBA? Because Dr. Cole and I were going back and forth, like, you know, as the NBA, and I know Dr. Cole's on the chairman of the research committee with the NBA. You're a member of the sports science committee with the NBA. Is it still a rule that you, the NBA teams need to be in the city they're playing the night before? Uh, it is, uh, unless obviously you're on, the, you're on the front end of a back-to-back and then you just would, would fly immediately from that city. And you know, in many cases, uh, you know, if you're flying east and you're losing you're losing time, I mean, it's it's not unusual to to get in so late that the uh, the newspaper is at your door already. You know, we you know you, you fly uh, L.A. to Denver, and with that time loss and the distance of the airport there, you may not get your hotel room before o'clock in the morning, and that's uh, you know that's obviously a challenge uh, to play a game the next day. Um, but in terms of of you know the league's uh, position on it, it's obviously left to the discretion of the individual teams how. How they handle that and how they how they schedule their practices or shootarounds or what have you. I, uh, you know, I, I can't think of a of a, of a more important uh, thing for for an NBA player in terms of their rest and recovery than than trying to get uh, quality sleep. And we we do uh, you know mo- most of the the technology that we have uh, with players largely due to the relationship between the players association you know it's on a, on a voluntary basis. But we do have um, a sleep monitoring devices that we provide for players if they. If they want to do that, and I think that even um, you know, given these days the way a lot of uh, players are, the thing the way most people are, sometimes the last thing they do at night is is, uh, is is put their cell phone down, and the first thing they do when they wake up is, is pick it up and look at it. So there's even some some kind of uh, again algorithms built into the cell phones that can help you kind of track your, your your sleep a little bit too. But that's something that we. Uh, we, we really try to prioritize, and, and we, we try to schedule our practices and our shoot-arounds accordingly, and, and take into account the, you know, the loss of time when you're when you're traveling and things like that. Um, we, and we try to you know, provide whatever nutritional supplements can, can help with that and, and what have you. But that's very high on our priority list uh, for our player health is uh, sleep quality and, and uh, the amount of sleep that they get. Good stuff. Hey, Chip, we're out of time. I really appreciate it. Uh, congratulations again on your great success as you enter your 26th season in the NBA. And 11 rings spread over the uh, Bulls and Lakers. Uh, you saw the best and uh, continued success with what you're doing, keeping these guys healthy as well and uh, with their performance uh, going forward with the Bulls. Oh, thanks very much, both of you, and it's a pleasure to talk to you. All righty. That's Chip Schaefer, Director of Sports Performance with the Chicago Bulls. Don't forget, folks, coming up at 9 a.m. this morning inside the clubhouse here on The Score with Bruce Levine. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole, back with more of our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, after this. On 670 The Score.